Shining. The, we saw our Golden Bachelor boyfriend last night. We're going to be talking about that at 3.15. Lori and I and Britt will talk about that. And I just want to thank everybody. Uh, Minnesotans gave over $34 million on Minnesota. Um, give to the Max. Give to the Max Day. And thank you, everyone, who donated to our charity yesterday, Live and Kickin'. We really appreciate you guys supporting them and always supporting my talk when we ask. Um, so... Today is Friday, Fry, yay. And the Eagles are in town yes, tonight, two-night stand. They're getting the Friday and Saturday uh, uh, treatment, which means they um, have sold the place out. Yeah, they, well, it was in, in well, what we learned when we had Randy Levy with us. Yes. Is that Steely Dan, the guy's got sick, someone's sick, and the same producer or promoter works for both of the bands, and he slipped in the Doobie the Brothers. Do- you know, I mean, that to me elevates this concert for me, for my taste. For but people who are Steely Dan oh. fans, because they don't tour that much devastated. together. Jeff was devastated. Yes, it's yes. a dev- It's like when the Doobie Brothers at the fair canceled, not the concert, but Michael McDonald wasn't going to be there. I right. remember. So you're getting, I mean, I know you and I are... We saw him play at a private party, yes, Michael did. McDonald. Oh, he's so great. That voice. He's, he's I know. Great. He's amazing. Yes. So, I, I mean, that's a very, people are in for good two date nights. Yes. And, and downtown St. Paul is going to be hopping and all that good Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. And, and um, you know, we've been talking about this album since Dolly Parton agreed that she would go in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Her rock star album dropped today, Julia. Leah and I were listening in the double wide. There's yes. 30 songs. 30. Three yeah. zero. Three yeah, we zero. Knew it was going to be a lot. And inter- like, there's this one song, I Dreamed of Elvis, a song she wrote about how heartbroken she was that she couldn't agree to give him publishing rights on I Will Always Love You. Mm. which we heard yesterday right. from her being on Howard Stern. So she wrote this song, I Dreamed About Elvis, and has kept it in her vault, never used it, and then decided to sing it with somebody. I can't think of who it is, but it's all about how she dreamed that Elvis sang her song, you know? Oh, and so goodness. she put that on yes. there, and there's covers and all this other kind of stuff. But there were a couple... Um, Howard Stern, boy, they really want you to just get the serious satellite, you know. To they're, subscribe. To subscribe. Right. They're very stingy about what they put out. But I, I felt like it was, um, I mean, one of the things that Dolly makes effortless is how she speaks to the press. She just is the way she is. I think that's how she is with everybody. I think she gets raunchy, you know, with her friends. But she's very comfortable. And she and Howard really had... A uh, great rapport, and he—you could tell—he's a fan. He's she's never been on his show, right? And she hasn't done that many interviews. She did an in-depth with the Hollywood Reporter. No, she was with Gail. Um, oh, Gail did King she do last, Gail? That's what she did big, a morning show. No, it was a big special last okay. week. Going through, when you were out of town, going yeah. through the closet. But oh, I yeah, haven't you were. seen her do like a <laughs> nighttime show, and she's mm-hmm. got uh, this was. Her, yeah. I mean, I'm just talking yeah. about like a, any late night show. Yes, She's not doing correct. doing the circuit like a normie. Like yeah, a she doesn't celebrity. really need to, and I think she just does what she likes to do. And she, I mean, she wore a luminescent but Nana yellow neon 
one-piece sparkly jumpsuit for Howard. She was in the studio with him. This wasn't a Zoom thing. She went to New York. And so here she is um, talking about something. Again, we've never heard from Dolly's own mouth. We know that she and Kenny Rogers are good friends for a long time. Islands in the stream. I mean, they just are everything. And um, he, Howard asked her about how she stays looking so youthful. He's indirectly asking her about plastic surgery. Yeah, and I always say, just find the best doctors. I even, some of my celebrity friends, I give them the names of my, of the doctors that I've, I've used. But you just got to be very careful not to overdo it because you never know. Anytime you go under the knife, you could come out looking not good. Uh, oh, just like yeah. when, when Kenny had, you know, when Kenny Rogers, especially <laughs> harder for men because you can't wear the makeup and all the different eyelashes and stuff. But I mean, even, and that was one of the best doctors. You just never know how you're going to heal. You never know what's going to go. So you absolutely need to find the best doctors, the most talked about doctors are the ones highly recommended. If you're going to do anything to, about your face, you can cover up stuff if somebody screws up things on your body. But, boy, if you live with your face out there, you got to be careful. So I try to do <laughs> i got to cut it off there because okay. he, he, he gets he a little potty mouth. Right. She said, I'm glad I got to live long enough to see Kenny age into his face. Yes, that and was what tragic. Kenny, he had a facelift and a brow lift. Mm-hmm. So his eyes got catty wumpus. It, and he had feminized that his face so, and got rid of the brow bone. Right. So but strange I'm, as a kid seeing that, like seeing him pop up on TV with that new face. It, yeah. Like it affected me a it, little bit. Yes, I think it affected everybody. <laughs> but, but were she, you kind of surprised that she just name dropped it? Oh, like, yeah. That fast. Well, I know, yeah. but still very. It's casual. I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Okay. It was very casual. I kind of liked it. I did too, yeah. you know, and I just thought, oh, Dolly, she must be really fun to just like sit and dish with. She and Cher tried to do a song together for her rock album, but Cher was working on her Christmas album and they both want to do it and they, they're they going to do something sometime. Yeah. But it was just bad timing because Cher was busy in her studio and she was wrangling 30 songs. Unbelievable. So it worked on it over a yeah. year. And then just this is the last one. I guess I've never heard her really reference, you know, like the day she met Carl Dean, her husband, which is the day she left Pigeon Holler and moved to Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> mm-hmm. You ready for that one? Yeah. You as like a 19 year old girl going to Nashville and let's face it, you were extremely attractive, a very good looking woman. Were men constantly hitting on you? So, Like they probably looked at you like, oh, look at this rube, this 19 year old <laughs> girl from Tennessee. Did they try to take advantage of you not only in business, but sexually as well? Uh, well, I was 18 when I moved to Nashville. I met my husband the first day I got there. So I kind of, I had left two boyfriends back home thinking the last thing I want in Nashville is a boyfriend. So what's the first right. thing I do? Find one. But I never thought of it. Men flirted with me, but I was a flirt myself. And I never took it wrong because you got to remember, I had six brothers and my dad and my uncles, and I love men. There's only been like a couple of uncomfortable moments, but I think I like men. Yeah, I was so never I like men. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I just kind of, you know, she just like went right over that. But like she did really meet Carl Dean her very first day in Nashville. 
Oh my gosh, you that's know, something. So anyway, I just Dolly. She just makes everything look so easy. She does, don't you know? Know, doesn't she? Yeah. So we're. I'm sure we're going to hear some new music from Dolly uh, uh, today. But I really did enjoy the rapport that she had with uh, Howard. Yeah. You know? Yeah, she's so lovely. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to we got to get a break because when we come back, we are going to be talking everything Golden Bachelor. Hang out with us. We'll be right back. Lori and Julia. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law, dishing about divorce. Ann, do you need a reason to file for a divorce? In the state of Minnesota, you don't need a reason. Minnesota is referred to as a no-fault divorce state. So again, real simple, you don't need a reason. There's language we have in our state statute that says an irretrievable breakdown of the marriage relationship. We simply put that in your initial paperwork. So back in the day, people had to have a reason and the judge would decide whether or not they would grant the divorce, so whether it was abandonment or adultery or something like that, those things don't matter anymore. But what about cheating? You know, the reality is the courts don't care. It doesn't matter. It has no bearing under our laws. And in fact, sometimes people think they're going to get something out of it because the other side cheated, and that's just not the case. Not having to deal with this in an already very difficult divorce process actually makes the whole thing much easier and a little more streamlined. For a free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. Discuss uh, Gary the Golden Bachelor if we can have a little. Sound. I'm Gary. I'm 72 and I'm your first ever Golden Bachelor. What I hope is that I can look at one of those women and know that I found the right person. Uh, I want to call last night's episode Gary is the sweetest, messiest bachelor we've ever had. <laughs> I agree. Lori, we got to get some light on you. Holy crap. He is so sweet and so messy, you guys. I mean, beyond. Right? I can't hear Brittany. We're having technical difficulties. We're having just Stand a by moment. for love. Stand by. Lori, Stand by for love. Lori, fix your little microphone. And we had, um, yeah, we had two hoojus. I had to explain that to my mom. And explain it to everybody else again. The hooju, a hooju, uh-huh. we had two for two. We hadn't had one on the Golden Bachelor. A hooju is a, a hugging jump, which is standard protocol on every season of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. And it's where usually it doesn't happen till a hometown date, but it's when the 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 woman goes hurtling and jumps and then is able to artfully wrap her legs around her guy's waist. When's the last time either of you guys have even done that? Can Brittany is your mic not working? Yeah. Right. I, I fear I would knock Casey over if not injure both of oh, us. Oh, 100%, <laughs> Lori. 100%. And that shows you how small these women are. Yeah, and he's you know? tall, though. He's got a nice physique, old messy sweet Gary. But we had two, both Leslie and and Teresa officially completed the hooju. I called it a something. I called it a jumping hug. I called it something else. Yeah, I don't else, like hooju. But, but it's hugging else... jump. That's okay. what is the, that is... I went to Bachelor Nation Twitter, and that is the term. If you're young. Yeah. Who'd you? Who'd you? Who well, would well, you? But those ladies did it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, messy, sweet Gary, you guys. Okay, Brittany, what was your assessment of that last night episode? Shocked. She can't hear us. She can't. All right. Okay. 
So she's mimicking with her eyebrows. Yeah, she, Leah and Mike, if she, you guys need Brittany's contact information, I have it. <laughs> You're good. You guys are working on it. So well, we're just, what did you think of that episode? Okay. I mean, well, it's one hour, so too short. Right, way too short. Well, it started out with, I just thought it was kind of funny. Um, Gary, you know, just sitting down tonight is the night, you know, that's these dates mean everything. It's I might so get Im- lucky with two women, yeah. basically. It's so important, and we're going to be doing this. And, you know, he just went on and on talking about how, um, you know. Intimacy. It's a big week. Yeah. It's the biggest week. You know, it's going, the doors are going to be closed, and there's going to be some physical intimacy. Yeah, it's no, going to happen. He's sweet and messy at the same time. And the fact that Leslie and Gary's, I felt good for Leslie in that she got to do a high adrenaline sport, rappel down a waterfall. But I did not care for the fact that the producers put her in the water and on the slippery rock side, I, Casey would have never, he would have said, I'll go down on that side. You go down it, on the other but side. But I don't even know that he knew that when they started Maybe above. he didn't, but that yeah. was all kinds of wrong on the part of the, the producers making her go down on the wet side. I was afraid for her a couple times. I actually was, too. I, you know, I thought it was interesting that Leslie is chosen to do the really active one. Well. And then, you know, Teresa's chosen to do the horseback riding. All right, I think, Brittany, are you here? Am I? Yeah. Am I working? Oh, my yes. gosh. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Aggressive communicating oh from Eden Prairie. Okay, but I'm telling you guys. I couldn't agree with everything you're saying more. I wrote down about five different times. Let's not jump on Gary. I think it's inappropriate. I do I think, too. I feel like it's just like the the person, I have the VA insurance, and I don't know what Gary has. They're in Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah. I was worried for him. Well, you know also, that's the producers just saying run and jump, and maybe they've been fans of The Bachelor, and they're like, somebody said, you got to try it. I personally was impressed that Gary was able oh, to handle right. a hugging jump. Right. I would, I'd be like, give me a chair, and then she can jump on my lap, but I'm not going to stand there. Did we know he had a giant lion tat on yes. his arm? Yes, we knew that when he took the hot tub with Leslie after with 18. TV. Oh, I know. After, oh you're it was, right. a, it was it after was. Leslie and the ATV in the hot tub appearing in the field. We saw the big line. It was his midlife crisis tattoo, he told oh, us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now I remember. I was shooketh. I wrote that down. I don't know what <laughs> happened to me. Um, yeah. So let's start with Leslie. So yeah. their date. So they go and repel. And Lori, I agree with you. The producers put her in the most dangerous side. <gasps> I've repelled down the side of the Hyatt, downtown Minneapolis here. She's it's in scary. water, and it's and rough, have that. and it's slippery. Yeah. I was very impressed with her athleticism. Same, I, I same. think we all agree with yeah. that. She was pretty much being waterboarded on TV, <laughs> yeah. is what I was saw. I was like, what is happening? I know. Okay, so then they go, and he has these big questions for her, like, why haven't you ever asked me anything deep? Yeah. yeah. And then she starts out the first question. Well, when's, when's the, the last... last time you had sex? That was a great deflection. Mm-hmm. Great it was so to good. To turn it. Yeah. And, you know, he's vague and she says a year. And I mean, she made people cry with her every year on her birthday. You know, I vow I'm going to meet somebody. And it's I been felt... Groundhog Day. You know, I've been 20 years of being single. And then he tells her, I think you're the one. And there's no one else I try and figure out with. And I want. You to be my morning coffee and the last thing I see at night. I'm like, Gary, you're being so messy. So the messiest boots in the history of messy is Gary. Gary, Who would have thought that almost every time he opened his mouth? And I know the producers can cut this or whatever, but I am going to make a prediction. This is going to be the messiest, most heartbreaking um, bachelor 
finale we've ever seen finally if Chris Harrison was around and he could make that promise. Yeah. It would come true because he basically did tell both women that he loved them and that they were the one. The I gotcha when he said I gotcha. I was like that for some reason felt like more commitment than I have in my own marriage. (laughs) Like it was like what are you saying right now? Yeah. He he's beyond sweet and he He's he. Well, he just said they're two different types of women. You know, yes, really. And, and, and Teresa does have a, a warm, she, safe, but heart. And, and kind of has a frailty, but of steel. Yeah. As we find out when he asks her what she does for a living and how she's because she still works and everything. Yeah. I mean, pretty pretty brilliant on the part of the Bachelor producers. To get Gary to sit in an homage to the Cialis ad, sitting in one of two bathtubs overlooking the Costa Rican jungle, which was the Cialis ad. Yeah. The couple in the bathtub and see overlooking where- a deck, and Cialis was... It's for ED. Erectile dysfunction, but the, it was called Le Weekend. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you can take a Cialis and go away for the weekend and never take another pill. Well, let's go uh, back to... <laughs> So yeah, no, that was brilliant was, on the part of the producers. Beautiful imagery. We also do have to note that they kept showing a sloth uh, this yes. whole time with imagery, which I felt was a little aggressive about what they assume his sex life is like. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, those. I mean, you know, Leslie, was, the repartee about the thermostat and the sixty-nine—that oh. was so adorable. But I mean, he really. He really, like, I was like, are we going to have the bachelor? Like, is he going to call the front desk and send Teresa home? He was so solidly telling Liz Leslie, you're my woman. Well, and I think the big thing that came up, because we haven't heard anyone talk about it, is what happens if we do go out after this month? You know, where are we going to live? What's that going to look like? I mean, asking some realistic questions, like, what happens? And, And Leslie said... I'm really not leaving Minneapolis, but I'm open to, you know. By Midwestern, that was cute. Yeah, instead of by Coastal, by Midwestern, because he lives in Indiana and she lives here in yeah. Minneapolis. And I thought, you know, at least they're talking about something that I thought is a realistic conversation that you would have when you are on this show. Well, and, and you don't. And you're in the fourth week of filming the last. Right. And final I was kind of like, okay, ready to do it. But I do think. Um, you you know you know that they made love that night. You know that that happened. I thought it was it was sweet. I thought he was all in with Leslie. And yeah. All, then he was all in on uh, no bad pun intended. We're going to get to that. Her. But, yeah. I mean that's was just that was blowing everyone's mind. Can we acknowledge too? So like when they're in their twenties and you have two nights in a row of sex is one thing, but two nights in a row of staying up late. How how can you do that, Gary? I don't know how they're doing that. Like, let them have a break in between. When That's sh- exhausting. When he showed up and said, I, I'm doing this again this day. I have to get my head in the I, game. I couldn't believe it. That is I really crappy because, you know, the, on regular Bachelors, they get the, a break. Oh, are you kidding? They're there for like a week and they yeah. spread out the dates. They have like a couple days to themselves before they have their next hometown date. They really accelerated the emotional and I think it might have been a timing thing because the actor strike was going on. They needed to get some programming out. I think they rushed this completely. This, you know, they yeah. did it in a month. It was such a rush job. We're going to come back and talk about. 
to Reese's date and then give predictions. I mean, we'll see which way it goes. This is Lori and Joy on my talk. I'm Gary. I'm 72, and I'm your first ever Golden Bachelor. What I hope is that I can look at one of those women and know that I've found the right person. Well, people are watching this. I just want to let you know that the numbers are in. Yeah. And um, the episode last week was their strongest episode of the Golden Bachelor yet with um, 5.58 million viewers. And then with the streaming numbers added in, it equaled out to 7.37 million viewers. Right. They're getting viewers with this. Let's talk Leslie. Or Teresa. Or well, Teresa. Well, go Grandpa back to Leslie. Leslie for one second. I want okay. to get your guys' take on when she described him as a soft, comfortable, old shoe. That didn't bother me. I think she meant that he felt like home. That didn't bother me at all. Did it bother you, Brittany? It didn't bug me, but I will say this. She is, uh, she broke him off. Like, I think that he might have been a little addicted to what she was throwing off that night. Like, mm-hmm. he's she's wilder than him by a lot. And I, I think you can tell. And I think that would be, that's going to be the big controversy next week is like, is she going to stick around like I feel like Teresa would? And I think. For sure. Teresa is yeah. basically, you know, I'll quit my job for you. You want yeah. to just segue to right. Teresa? I mean, I kind of cringed about that one. Well, Leslie yeah. did set parameters around the relationship. Like, I'm still going to have Minneapolis and St. Paul, mm-hmm. but I'm willing to talk about what how this would work with you. Yeah, and I think it's also scary because, like, this is, like you said, four weeks, mm-hmm. and she's the type that's not shown that she, like, she she's... She can get bored easily, um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I find that I, that's a personality trait I have sometimes. Yeah, and so it's like I think they are rightfully. He's right. He should be worried that what is this? Are we sure? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All right. right. So now we go to the second date where he's absolutely exhausted. Stayed up till two a.m. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just had sex for the first time, and we don't know how long with, uh, yeah. with another person. Yeah. And then he's walking to go visit um, Teresa and is like, oh, I'm so tired. I got to get into this. And she did the hooju. She did the hugging jump and he was able to keep standing. Of course, she weighs nothing. She weighs nothing. <laughs> yeah, she weighs that's nothing. true. Okay, so what do you guys think? So Teresa, it felt like he kept saying, I got to figure out how to get my head in this. You know, he had just told Leslie, I got you. I think you're for me. Right. And now he's switching gears and riding horses with Teresa. And and they got cutaways of him saying stuff, but he is, first of all, the shadiness of the bachelor putting them on horseback when they just got rid of Faith, the horse lover. Yeah, that's true. And then that poor Teresa doesn't realize it. You can't ride a horse in shorts. In shorts. Oh, good point. Oh, yeah, I didn't I realize that. that. I, I was going crazy thinking of her, the chafing of her thighs and if she was going to be wrestling with Gary, how, what that was going to do. But she walked out in her PJs the next morning without any, even any shoes. I've never seen that kind of walk of shame okay, on The first, Bachelor before. Okay, first oh. of all, the horseback riding lasted for, we saw the horses and she was on one. But yeah, they it went was a, through a river. Yeah, they went through a stream. They went through a little bit of jungle. Yeah. They came somewhere where there happened to be a bench that they might have brought in <laughs> in the middle of the rainforest. <laughs> well, look, there's a bench here. Okay, so then they go to dinner, and, this, and it looked yeah. like the exact same spot as the other place that That's he had was, with Leslie. Like they didn't even change. It was the same spot again, you guys. This was an accelerated timeline to film this. But I, I know someone who stayed at this resort, and it is big and beautiful. 
they better have at least switched rooms because like they did. Yeah. that room looked different. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Because I was like, different. I was worried that they had filmed it from different angles and it no. wasn't a different room. Um, Leslie got yeah. a better room. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, at least she got something better yeah. because second day Gary, I don't feel yeah. like was. Well, okay. was the vibe. Cialis, if you took Cialis. Oh, that's you true. You older people a bad rap here. I'm not even saying older people. I'm yeah. saying I'm not throwing anyone under the bus, but my aged people. Do <laughs> I want to have sex two nights in a row? With like, two different no. people when you're no. having these relations. Okay, so she's telling him, I think he's asking, you know, Leslie, tell me about yourself again. These people are supposed to get engaged in a yeah. day. Yeah. Um, and she's like, well, I'm a securities person. You know, I just started trading a little bit and it turned out to be a bigger thing. And he was very impressed with that. I think he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did write down that I her Gary and I still have no idea what she does um, no, after I her know. long. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like her, she did, does she's she's financial just, planning. She's, yeah, she's, she's a stockbroker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, she gives I people advice. This, she's not a good storyteller. No, is all terrible. I'm say. Very meandering, very boring. Thank you. Mm hmm. Yeah, but uh, she, and she really looks at him with so much adoration that I think he's got to be kind of intoxicated with that. I feel like the Bachelor producers are leaning so hard to heavily editing in Leslie's favor yeah. that it makes me think it's not Leslie. Right. Because the edit is so hard and it is going to be one of the messiest finales because he is sweet, but he's so messy over promising in his wonderful way he has of talking he's really backed himself into a corner well yeah we wake up the next morning after these two he's with has his evening with Teresa, and we hear we've come a long way in 24 hours (laughs) um you have opened up my eyes and i feel like today is the first day of the rest of my life yes i mean he says that to her and she's in no shoes she's in like a cami bottomed a short. A short. I mean, we could see her little fanny hanging out, and yeah. I wasn't opposed to it or anything, or the fact she didn't have shoes, but they do not normally have the bachelor or bachelorettes leave in this sort of, you know, miss... They were out of time. They were out of time. Get out of here, Gary. Not even a robe. Leslie at least got a damn robe. He didn't have a robe. He didn't under a robe. He ushered it all like on the service road. I know how I feel. He said, mm-hmm. I know how I feel like the outfit. OK, first off, Teresa mates for life. So whatever happens in yeah. this, I think we're going to have a praying mantis situation if he doesn't pick her because yeah. I she made it very clear. I mate for life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, rest in peace, her first husband. And then her uh, her outfit at first, I was like, man, those are cute pajamas. But it straight up just looked like underwear. Like that is an outfit. I let my dog in and yes. I still hide. I let my dog out yes. and like hide behind my yes. door. Like I I thought it was cute, but like. No. What are you doing on the street? I've never seen a bachelorette be walked out like that. Yeah. Usually the bachelor leaves. I mean, Leslie got to stay in the villa and Gary yeah. left. I, I don't know. I just couldn't believe it. And then they panned down and she was barefoot. And I thought, oh, the shame. Again, there wasn't enough time. They were like, time, time. Let's wrap, let's wrap. We got to do love, it. I it's, love that. But literally, though, he said, I think I've made my decision. You know, I'm, I know. But we don't know when he said that. You know, you didn't yeah. see, you know, right. that, that, how, I, you know, that's the only thing about that. But I mean, 
these producers are so unseriously serious. We hope they never change because they are just unbelievable. We don't know what is going on. All right, so let's let's we've got a few minutes left. Okay. Let's wrap it up. All right, Lori, you go first. You tell us who you think is going to get it. Okay. The final rose. We're talking about okay. The Bachelor. All right. Well, one, Gary is definitely going on Dancing with the Stars. Expect that. <laughs> he will be on Dancing with the okay. Stars, you guys. No, he's so going to be. Charity, the last bad. Bachelor, was just on He's going to be. Okay. okay. It's going to be a very, very messy and controversial final because of the seriously serious way they edited it. it. And I think his probationary engagement, because he told The Hollywood Reporter he was... A probationary engagement, I don't know if he was in trouble for that, is with Teresa. All right, that's your take. Yeah. All right, Brittany, what's your take? All right, I also have to mention, I think it's wild that they're talking about marriage, because it seems weirder when they are, because it's like, I feel like it should be, it's almost like a little kiddish the way they're saying it, like, yeah. we're well, going to be married. they're being pushed? They are being, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, where I'm like, you guys, come on. Like, yeah. when 20-year-olds say it, it's like, oh, whatever, first marriage. But now I'm like, you guys aren't getting married at the yeah. end of this. Come mm-hmm. on. Um. Okay, by pure, like I have to think about how it's going to benefit me, I'm going to go Leslie because I want to run into her and I want her to win. And so I want to be Team Leslie because I'm manifesting getting her on the show. Is is this a way of answering and picking both? No, okay. no, but kind of, but actually, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. I can't do that. No. Okay, I'm picking, I'm picking Leslie I because Leslie. I picked her from the beginning. Leslie, I think that they are used to us being used to the edit and switch. I think he broke. I think the things that she did in that room, I would like to also know how to do because I think <laughs> that she has Gary in her palm of her hand. I got you. I got you. So that's what you're picking, Leslie. Okay. Me, all I'm going to say is we know that the Bachelor Nation likes this more senior bachelor because yeah. we saw ads last night running during the show mm-hmm. requesting people to sign up to try out to be on the next bachelorette did they say golden bachelor they said golden bachelor golden bachelor so because i think a golden bachelorette is going to be from this season yes and they said golden bachelor so they're seeking more men to be in the pool and they're going to do this again we already know in january the next one's going back to the old formula of younger people two i hate this i just don't know but i think he's going to pick um teresa and i think teresa feels like she would do anything for him she would move for him she yeah. would. She feels he doesn't have to really take care of her financially. I'm not saying that Leslie mm-hmm. does, but we haven't had that conversation yet on television. Yeah. And I feel like she just um, feels like a safer choice for him after what he went through. Because they both kind of commiserate, you know, just said that we're both. They both know, lost people they, they deeply loved. That yeah. they were in relationships their whole life. Yeah. So I felt like yeah. there's a connection there. So mm-hmm. I feel for me, it's going to be Teresa. So you, Brittany's Leslie. You're Teresa and I'm Teresa. Mm-hmm. And a very messy finale. And a very, oh. well, of course, and he already said it yesterday. He came out and said, or was it two days ago? I don't even know. That he already has conflicted feelings because he had relationships with two women and that's not who he is. I yeah. also yeah. I also want to go on the record saying that um, older men are the most dramatic people in the world. <laughs> he is... The drama from this guy. This is a close second to when my wife died. Okay, Gary, I mean, take on, it. Take it down. I know like, it. You know, I know it. That's like not even nice to your wife. No, like 14-year-old girls get a bad rap, but I believe that 70-plus-year-old yeah. men are the most dramatic humans 
And I know I work with a lot of 70 plus year old men. <laughs> so not yeah. saying who. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is a very true statement. And also don't forget that in a way, Gary is a dating toddler. I know yeah. he's had some a little bit in his town or wherever mm-hmm. he lived, a little bit yeah. of dating. But he was with his wife since high school. Yeah. You know, and and uh, she's only, you know, so he was like from high school all the way to his like late 60s or mid 60s. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he's just not that experienced with women. So he shows that by being so completely sweet and messy all at the same time. And then he's 72 years old and he's eloquent. Yes, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of got a he, very... He was, he, I'm saying he's, he's been a wonderful bachelor. He's been perfect mm-hmm. for this role, for yeah. the per- first yeah. um, golden bachelor. We are not going to be here next week because it's going to be Thanksgiving and the and bachelor. the show isn't on. Right, and then I believe it's going to be a two-hour We're finally getting <gasps> two finale. hours. So lots of tears, lots of drama, and we'll see what happened. Thanks for hanging out with us on our golden bachelor recap. Um, we'll be right back. This is Lori and Julie on my talk. Okay, we are switching gears from the Golden Bachelor to the Grinch Who Stole Christmas, and we have Children's Theater Artistic Director with us, Peter Brochus, is with us. Hi, Peter. How are you doing? I'm good. How y'all doing? We are doing good. Do you watch the Golden Bachelor? <laughs> you know, I did watch one. I haven't been caught up with it, yeah. but I, I enjoyed listening to you guys talk about it. It's deep. <laughs> it's wild. It's on, it's on, it's, people are watching it. It's what we're talking about right yeah. now. But I know you guys have, you know, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas is just, I've read some reviews. It's fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. And I understand that you're going to be stepping down for your, from your position after 27 years of leading that, the company. Yes, I've had the great, great honor of working with this incredible group of artists and staff and board and this incredible audience. It's been it's so much fun, and doing this Grinch for the last time was just a, a great honor. And we sort of pulled out all the stops, and we've made a show that we're so proud of, and audiences are just having a ball. I, I know. We're talking with Peter from the Children's um, um, Theater Company. And, you know, um, so what What can people expect when they go and see the Grinch? I know tickets are limited, and mm-hmm. if people want to see it, you need to look in the weeknight tickets as well as kind of into January already. So you guys are having a stellar last season for you. Yeah, I mean, this this is selling like hotcakes because it is both really funny. It's just unbelievably funny and also deeply touching because it's also a story about how do we change? Can mm-hmm. we change? Mm-hmm. And how does a community become welcoming? And also with like amazing dance numbers and big songs and spectacular scenery. You've never seen anything like it. And you know, every year we look at how to make it, you know, deeper and smarter and funnier. And, and we've just had a wonderful time. And uh, uh, the cast is just phenomenal. Oh, my God. You're going to leave just singing their praises because they are so smart. And the orchestra plays beautifully. I don't think the scores ever sounded better. So, I mean, we just we love this show and we love the message it is about how do we come together as a community? How do you know? How do we change, you yeah. know, and how do we become our best selves? Because the Grinch's got a journey to go on, you know. He's pretty isolated and doesn't like anybody. And then how does he find his way to 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 open his heart and let it grow three sizes bigger, you know? <laughs> and it grows and it grows and it grows. Right. Does the children, do you guys do this every year for Christmas, the Grinch? No, we don't. 
you know, we, we, uh, we, we mix it up. Sometimes we, sometimes we do it back to back. We just, we did it last year and it was such a success. We brought it back. You know, it's a, it's a piece audiences absolutely love mm-hmm. because it both captures the holiday. It's just an incredible joy, you know, and we break the fourth wall and get a little close to the audience and mm-hmm. sometimes get inside the audience and, you know, uh, and, you know, the humor in it is just, I mean, it's just so fun to watch both kids and parents and adults and grandparents all just cracking up and having the time of their lives and then all listening hard and then all being moved as the Grinch tries to figure out if he can change. Mm-hmm. So it's just fun for all ages. That's what I love about it. Yeah, it really is in all ages and such a, you know, wide, when you think of how long that book has been around, you oh, know, yeah. and people, so many age ages of children and parents have, uh, uh, grown up over that book, and then you get to have the movie, and you know Jim Carrey, and it's just kind of become its own, its own thing. But I like the reminder of what the story truly is about. Oh yeah, and you know we take that we take that really seriously because you know one of the things we love about Doctor uh, Seuss, you know, is he he wants to talk about real issues and do it in a way that you just laugh your head off because you're just having such a good time, and yet. You know, there's something deep inside of it. I mean, he wrote it because he'd fallen out of love with Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, he looked at them himself in the mirror and said, I look like a Grinch. And there, you know, because he was, you know, didn't love anymore the commercialism or the, the hassle of Christmas. And mm-hmm. so he's like, how do we get back to that? How do we get back to community and loving each other and thinking about each other? So he he created the first villain he'd ever written, which is the Grinch. And so, I guess, I, guess then, I never yeah. knew that he created that because he had fallen out of love with Christmas. Right. And it, I mean, he did it when he was 53 years old. And the Grinch says, for 53 years now, you know, I, I can't stand Christmas anymore. So it's it's a little bit autobiographical, you know, in terms of yeah. inspired by his own his own uh, exhaustion or frustration with it. And how do you get back to something deeper and more beautiful and I, he he did, you know, and he made something that helps us all get back to that. How but, many how many people are in this? How many uh, cast members? About eight million. The cast is so big. <laughs> I mean, oh my God, what is it like? Uh, twenty eight? Yeah, twenty nine. Um, it's a big cast, a big mm-hmm. band, you know, and and so the dance numbers are just the stage is full of color and life. And the singers are so beautiful. Oh, my God, your heart's going to break. They sound so good. We just love this cast. What are you going to do that you've sold so many tickets? Are you going to try to add more shows? I don't know. I mean, it's I mean, it really is. It's it's fun for us because, you know, people are just fighting to get the tickets. I really encourage people to to call right away because they are going so fast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm just it it may be sold out very soon. So I'd encourage you to get in there right now because you'll have an extraordinary time. Um, You know, we we go into uh, rehearsal on another show soon. So unfortunately, we can't extend it because we have an incredible production of Alice in Wonderland coming up, which is fun and visual and lunatic. And just so much fun. <laughs> and so, unfortunately, I mean, we could probably extend it for a couple of weeks, but we the schedule's tight, so yeah. we can't do that. Well, what a lucky problem to have, Peter. I know. Yeah, it's, we all feel very blessed. And it's just also fun to have audiences leaving so happy and so joyous. And, and we fill our lobby with participatory games where you can, you know, make your own who wigs and, you know, who hats and, you know, so that, you know, there's just stuff to do from the moment you walk into the moment you leave. 
I I love it. I love it. And I think right now, more than ever, um, being part of a community is a great message for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, that would resonate. And what a love. I just think this, I can't think of when you, and the movie even, when you're not just gleeful. Everyone's so happy. What are you, are, People are going to be sad about you leaving the Children's Theater Company, though. Well, I mean, I couldn't be more grateful to this community and this theater and the board and staff and all the people who support us and come to our shows. You know, uh, you know, I've just had incredible opportunity to make work that we're really proud of and that we hope the community has taken to its heart. And, you know, what an honor to make this kind of work and to to share it with so many. And so I just feel I'm like the luckiest camper in the world. I've just had such, you know, I just this community's just welcomed the work we've done. And whether that's, you know, our little Morris Micklewhite or the Grinch or you know, this giant Alice in Wonderland or, you know, all, all the different things we do. Because we try and do things that are really different in, in style and form because theater is such a wonderfully large tent. Mm-hmm. You know, theater can be a musical. Theater can be a monologue. Theater can be two people talking. Theater can be, you know, wordless physical action, you know. So and we try and make theater in as many ways as possible because we love the art farm and we want people to experience it in as many ways as possible. Well, I think you're going to, I hope everyone goes to, is it childrenstheater.org? Yeah, childrenstheater.org. And yes. theater, children's theater, theater is R-E, T-H-E-A-T-R-E. So childrenstheater.org, yeah. Okay, Hi, question, I, I just, I had a quick question yeah. for you, Peter, as we have littles in our family. Sure. What age group is this performance good for? Like, if I want to take the um, I'd like say, preschool um, set or like? I'd say about four to 104. Perfect. Right. There you go. <laughs> but the, you think the four I mean, the four year olds will love it? I mean, oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. I mean, it's, it's really fun. It's a really joyous show. I and love so. inclusive theater for the littler kids. Like that's yep, great. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, I think we all remember when and it they was know first... the story better than you right. do. Really and when do. the very first time it was on TV. Oh yeah. I mean, that was such yeah. a big deal. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Peter Brocious. Um, uh, who is the artistic director of the Children's Theater director and has been for 27 years leading this Children's Theater to be the nation's largest, most acclaimed theater for um, young people. And it's you serve such an amazing audience in the Twin Cities area. And the Grinch tickets are going fast. People get them, get them now. And Peter, thank you for being on with us today. You should come back for oh, Alice so much fun. I love you guys. Thank I just you. love your program. It's so so nice to spend time together. Absolutely. Lori just said you should come back for Alice in Wonderland. Okay, I'm ready. Are you <laughs> okay. ready? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for your time today. Um, go yeah. get your tickets. I uh, this love this yeah. i love this we wanted to go to this last year because it got all the rave reviews and, and this year they changed it and it's supposed to be even better yeah they've added some things to it i so far the only thing i only have one show uh that i've planned for so i'm behind the eight ball and mm-hmm. they need to like figure out if there's any there's a million shows Lori. there's a million things uh, but going a lot on. of them are sold out or i know the dates that you want to go so i gotta get serious this weekend and figure out what i'm going to get serious are you going to anything yeah but i can't i'm trying to think of what they are what i'm going to new standards no i'm not doing that brain no. sets no, Brian's going to be on our show. Um, someone's going to call I us. I got some no- fun ones, but I'm saving them for my weekend picks. Okay. There you go. There you go. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back.